We pray as always, come Holy Spirit, come Lord, we give you permission to do what you desire to do. We pray that our minds and our hearts and our souls would be fertile soil for the gospel, that your word, the word of life, the word of truth would bear great fruit in our lives. Lord, illuminate the scriptures for us. Move powerfully, convict and console our hearts. Speak, for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. They left everything and followed him. We think of these words, the scripture, this reality in the life of the apostles. They left everything and followed him. I'm sure we've heard this passage um, many times. And, and these, these words in the scriptures can invoke so many things, so many different thoughts and emotions in our own mind and hearts. If we approach this scripture passage with, with great prayer and, and asking the power of the Holy Spirit to come, that there are times when then this is this, this moment of excitement in our hearts. Like, yes, Lord, I desire the same thing. Like, I want the same freedom. I want the same confidence. I want the same ability, Lord, to leave everything and follow you. And then there are those, those moments when maybe after we've kind of prayed with that, that we begin to think of, well, what does that mean practically? And we start freaking out. Oh, no, I'm going to have to let go of this, and this in my life might have to change, and all of these things. But, but this, this reality of these, these simple words speak to us of what it means to be a true follower of Jesus. What it means to be an authentic disciple is to do just what Peter and Andrew and James and John did in today's gospel. To drop their nets, to leave everything, and to follow the Lord. There's this simple little book that I love and I return to often um, by a Cistercian monk. And it is uh, meditations on the life of Peter. And he uses this passage, and, and this is just kind of the introduction of the book, which is actually my favorite part, where he's speaking about what does this mean to follow the Lord in this way? He says, they left everything and followed him, and the allure of this radical response is lost unless we ourselves are moved by what we see in the saints and ask ourselves, what does leaving everything to follow the Lord mean for me? We can look, and this is, this is where we see this lived most tangibly, is in the lives of the saints, and we see the impact that they had. What does this mean for me? And this, this next line is really beautiful. The saints teach us that the answer to this question is not the same for every person. Like what it means to, quote-unquote, leave everything and follow the Lord is different for each of us. Because the Lord calls us on a unique and particular path. And, and what, does, what is this everything, right? What does this mean? 
Well, again, we've talked about this before, that practically leaving everything for a husband and a father, for a wife and a mother, for a single person, like, this, this, is, this looks differently. But what it means is, Lord, like, I have been so captured by you. I've been so captured by Christ that I will go wherever you want me to go. Wherever you want me to go. And sometimes that might mean a relatively small change in our life. Sometimes that might mean a big change in our life. But what it is, is this surrendering to the merciful love of Jesus. He says the saints teach us that leaving everything does not come before the act of following. And I'm going to say this again. The saints teach us that, quote unquote, leaving everything does not come before the act of following. Instead, these two things happen at the same time. When we think of Jesus and our relationship with the Lord, is it one that Jesus is like this nice moral teacher? Like Jesus kind of gives us this new law and this beautiful law, and, and that is really good. And that kind of phrase that we had in the 90s, what would Jesus do, you know, like, Let's open up the little book and figure out what Jesus would do, and then, and then I go do that. But if Jesus is just a nice moral teacher, then he's not our Savior. Then he's not our Lord. And we're really not his followers. I mean, to, to follow Christ is this moment of, Lord, like, I will go wherever you want me to go, and I will do whatever you want me to do. And so to leave everything and follow Jesus is this same movement. Like if I want to follow him, it, it inherently means that I'm letting, I'm letting my life go. And even as I hold things in walking with the Lord, that I hold them loosely because they are ultimately for him. And he says this, like I, this is what still gets me. I, I, I'm, you know, um, I don't know, 20 years into like my spiritual conversion, this kind of awakening in Christ, and this still gets me every time. He says, leaving everything is done not only at the beginning, but throughout the entire journey. I'm like, no, 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 Lord, like, like I left everything. We did that. Check, check, got it. And he's like, yeah, no, not quite. Maybe, maybe something you picked back up. You kind of thought I wasn't looking, circled back around, grabbed it again. I saw you. Or, or, or there was more that I didn't even know was present. Because this leaving everything is every step along the journey. He says this, only death confirms once and for all our leaving everything behind in order to be with the Lord forever. Following him is a constant, renewed, leaving everything. You think of this in, um, for married people. Now, I've been recently, I don't, know, I don't know if you know this, but during Christmas is, an, is a time that people like to get engaged. Uh, if you didn't know, that's true, right? So I've been like doing a lot of initial marriage preps in the last few weeks here. Um, and we're uh, thinking about, right, pointing forward to these vows that are going to be made. And those vows aren't like, if you only make those vows the one day that you make them here in the church, then we're going to have some serious problems. <laughs> and the marriage is not going to last very long. 
But that, I promise to be faithful to you in good times and in bad and sickness and in health, to love you and to honor you all the days of my life, happens every minute, every minute of a married person's life. And if it doesn't happen every single minute, if it doesn't happen every single moment, then like we're moving in a bad direction. So is the same even more fundamentally with Jesus. That this leaving everything and this surrendering to him is at every single moment and is renewed. He says it is never finished and continually requires a fresh commitment. And this, this image, is I love this image. He says, as if each of the Lord's footsteps creates another everything between himself and our freedom. A new everything to be left behind once again. Because we're following Lord. The Lord is not staying still in a sense. The Lord is moving. The Lord is, is asking us to walk this journey with him. And every step Jesus takes in our walk with him creates a new everything, a new everything between himself and our freedom to leave behind again. This is there's like nothing new here in this homily. There's nothing new here in this gospel. It's just kind of the fundamentals again of what it means to follow Christ. Now, I don't know about you, but when, when I read this gospel passage, and I see this, they're like, Jesus is like, hey, come follow me. And they're like, oh yeah, no problem. Boom, leave everything and they go. I'm like, what is going on? It is not that easy for me, <laughs> you know? Like, come on, how do they do that? They just met the guy, you know? But actually, I, I think what happens, like, we read this gospel, particularly the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and this is like, yeah, Jesus had come, and they went, and that was it. So John's gospel was written after Matthew, Mark, and Luke's gospel. And part of what, what St. John does, you see his gospel kind of, there's a difference to it. There's a depth there. He fills in some of the details that weren't present. And so people were probably, as they were going around reading the scriptures or proclaiming the scriptures, they're probably saying, yeah, yeah, I hear what you're saying to leave everything and follow the Lord, but like it ain't as easy for me it is for those guys. Like, can't you just show up and like that happened that way? And so St. John gives a little bit of the backstory. If you read the first chapter of John's gospel, you see that, James and John and Peter and Andrew met Jesus before this day. And it was Andrew and John actually that met him first as he was walking by and John the Baptist said, behold the Lamb of God. And they began to follow him. And Jesus says, what are you looking for? He said, Master, where are you staying? And he said, come and see. Come and stay with me. He says, they went and they stayed with him. They were only able to let everything go and follow him because they got to know him. They got to know him. And this, this renewed moment, like when the Jesus, again, takes another step and there's another everything for us to go, like before, before it says that we need to remember who Jesus is or need to know him more before we have this courage to step into that. Because the fear in us, the fear in us, it only comes from the fact that there is something in us that does not trust God enough. There's something in us that does not trust him enough. And the truth is, if we don't trust him enough, it means that we don't know him for who he really is. 
And that there's an aspect in our mind, in our heart, that's a distorted image of who the Lord is. Because there is no one more trustworthy than the God who died for us. No one. And nothing. So there's an invitation to us that if we're struggling with this leaving everything and following the Lord, and again, that looks different for all of us, then it is a moment where we need to press in to our relationship with Jesus and get to know him. This Sunday, the Holy Father, Pope Francis, has has chosen to be the Word of God Sunday. And he invites all of us through this Sunday, multiple things, to study the Scriptures and to pray with the Scriptures. Because studying the Scriptures and praying with the Scriptures is to come to know Jesus. That's, that's ultimately what it is. And I'm, I'm going to end with this quote from a document in 2008 called The Word of God and the Life and Mission of the Church. It's really beautiful. It says, when the Holy Spirit begins his activity in the life of the people, and the people is us, the people of God. When the Holy Spirit begins his activity in the life of the people, one of the first and most compelling signs of his presence Listen to this. One of the first and most compelling signs of the presence of the Holy Spirit is this. The love for the Word of God and the Scriptures and a desire to know it more. Like this is when we, when we begin to invite the Holy Spirit into our lives individually and into our lives as a people of God, then He will inflame within us a love for the Scriptures and a desire to know more. It says, this is so because the word of Scripture is a word personally addressed by God like a letter to each one in the concrete circumstances of life. This is the church. This is what the Holy Father and the bishops and the church is speaking to us that what the, part of what Scripture is, right, the real reality of Scripture is that it is a, is a personally addressed by God like a letter to each of us in the concrete circumstances of life. The communication has an extraordinary immediateness and power of penetrating to the core of the human being. This is the Word of God a lot. I can tell you that every time I read Scripture, I don't have this experience. But I do remember very vividly like a change in my life that when I really opened up myself to Christ and I really opened up myself to the Holy Spirit, that what I do remember that I started reading the Bible and I'm, again and I'm like, oh my gosh, it is like this was written for me and the word is speaking to my heart. And it was an incredible experience. It's like, I, like I heard these stories, I've read these stories before, I, I, I know these things, I, I came up, you know, in a Catholic school and all these things, but when we begin to open ourselves in a powerful way, again, not every time and not all the time, there are seasons of dryness, but the Lord speaks powerfully in the scriptures. So this, today, as we begin ordinary time, like we're in the beginning of following Jesus in the day-to-day of our lives, I want us to pray with this gospel passage. They left everything and followed him. And ask ourselves in the dialogue with the Lord, in the dialogue with the Holy Spirit, what is holding me back today from saying yes again to leaving everything, to renewing that? Because we need to do it at every moment and every day of our life. And the Lord will surprise us 
with what he's asking. And we're going to be afraid, and at times it's going to be hard, but oh my gosh, there is nothing greater. There's nothing greater than surrendering fully to Christ. And they left everything and followed him. May we too, every moment and every day of our life, surrender and follow the Lord in great trust and confidence.